Previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. Three queens have left. Iva Mecton, gay homo drifter, and Andy Cohen's drunk again. Veranda Pasterly is one of the judges. It's Edith and Veranda, your arch nemesis. Yeah, and I think, is this the episode where, like, is this the episode where I kill her? Well, <laughs> it's between Cherry Chapo and Romy and Michelle. Oh, Cherry's gonna do the cutest little curtsy. Oh, she's pandering. Aww. She's pandering so hard. Oh, stop. Our winner is Romy and Michelle. Bitch. Oh, she's gonna be very polite and shake Romy and Michelle's hand, but she's also gonna secretly spit in it beforehand. I'm sure this won't stunt my young growth emotionally at all. <clears throat> oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Here I am, yes, jewel tones in winter. My biggest fear is people not finding out that you are indeed a fraud, Veranda Pasterly. I wanted to go find the entourage, mostly her assistant. So you don't see her assistant in the crowd. You've already searched the crowd. You don't see her assistant. Is her assistant one of the fucking drag queens? Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and my mouth is still a little numb from going to the dentist this morning. <laughs> a little numb. Uh, hi, my name is Katie, and uh, my mouth is chronically dry because I'm just dehydrated all the time. Because <laughs> coffee is on water. Oh, I don't like that. Uh-uh. Coffee is water. <laughs> hi, my name's Brandon, and they call me the dentist because your mouth gonna be numb afterwards. Yikes. That, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say what that sounds like. <laughs> if you have to ask. Don't. <laughs> I, also, I also don't know what it means. Okay. Hi, my name is Tisha, and if you or a loved one has been diagnosed with vagina dentata, please finish this episode and then contact a lawyer. Oh, that movie was so good. I don't, I don't know what that means either, so I'm not going to ask. Hi, I'm Alanis Nadine Morissette, and isn't it ironic that I'm the only one that changes my name? <laughs> See what I did there? What? It's fake irony. Yes. See? Okay. Just, okay. I can't be mad at an Alanis Morissette reference. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know any of her songs. I just quickly looked that up right now. It's like rain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Alanis Morissette is a perfect segue into our question, because she kind of seems like she might care about this. Okay. <laughs> Perfect segue. Our question is, I don't even know, is it a big three? Top three? What's your big three? Yes. What's your big three? And by that, we're talking about like the Zodiac sign. Jonathan had to do this for me, <laughs> is the reality. Um, bless. <laughs> he told us all like what app to use. And... Yeah. So if you don't know, um, go to CoStar and you can like follow me and Brandon and, and TT. And you can find out our compatibility and maybe like we can be compatible with you <laughs> and you can be compatible with someone famous. Mm. Does it tell you who you're compatible with? You can look at your compatibilities. You literally, we literally did that to each other. Oh Remember, God, I have. I want to see what celebrity I'm compatible literally, with. You said I have bad taste and I called you ignorant. I did. <laughs> we didn't say those things. The app said those things. <laughs> 
okay, so what what does the big three, it, it, it's supposed to signify what about you, right? So like I'm, Jonathan did this for me. My sun sign is Virgo, my moon sign is Cancer, and my ascendant sign is Taurus. Well, so Virgo obviously means virgin. So you're you're a virgin in front of people, right? I have never had sex ever. <laughs> no, ever. You fucking virgin. <laughs> oh, don't look at me. Oh, don't look. Oh, I don't want your attention. <laughs> yeah, you're giving very, um, very white and pure, like never been touched, very washed. The Lord is the reason why I'm pregnant right now. That's what you're giving. Mm. Yes. I'm into I've it. Been touched. I'm into it. Yeah. It says Virgos are shy. They brush off compliments quickly. This is not true. You love all of these things. <laughs> right. I, Virgo has never made sense to me. And maybe that's where the other signs come into play. Because I feel like I act more Leo than Virgo. Wait, you're, is your moon in Leo? Uh, my moon is in Cancer. Oh, condolences. So it has to do with like really good memory. Um, especially with things that I can emotionally connect with. Mm-hmm. Which I do have a good memory. Peace-loving souls dislike superficiality in all forms. Which is kind of true. That's so funny. Accommodating. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> when they're insecure, they can become quite manipulative. They can also be victims of habit. These people can have a hard time compartmentalizing their lives uh, simply because their watery moon. I don't know what the watery moon means. Simply because their watery moon tends to know no boundaries. They may act irrational. Yeah, I still kind of act irrational, but not in a problematic way. Just in a chaotic way. <laughs> Just in a what rules? Bye! God, okay. your mood is so watery. So I think, <laughs> I think the water is like all of them, all of the signs have a an element. Like I know Aries is a fire oh. sign. Yeah, what's your what's your what's your what's your moon sign again? Cancer. Yeah. Which is a water sign. Which is a water so sign. I'm, that's what a watery moon is. Okay. I just I feel like I'm close to some of these things. <laughs> and then a Taurus is what ascendant in Taurus is slow, steady, and capable. Tremendous stamina and staying power. I mean, I'm stubborn. That's fucking true. Oh my. Um. So okay, on a scale of one to ten, how accurate did this feel? This experience. One. <laughs> for all of us? No, I meant for just for Chris. Like five. I feel like it's. I feel like you could throw enough sentences in here to make me feel like it's right. Oh shit. I mean, this is like seven screenshots here. Yeah, I did there's just kind of give you everything. There's a button that says chaos mode. What does that do? Don't, don't do. do. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's that's my sign. I'm chaos mode in moon ascendant. <laughs> Why is that's a mine. Chaos button? It says, write yourself a note and CoStar will choose the right time to send it back in a special notification. Oh. Be blunt with yourself is what mine says. LMAO. You're a piece of shit. Nobody likes you. You'll never be anything. <laughs> Imagine getting a really bad breakup done and then it messages oh. you. You promised conflict and resolution. <laughs> God. I tell you, some of, I just read the last part of this and it actually really landed close. Oh, let it me says see. For the Taurus, oh. Taurus rising prefers the good things in life. Self-indulgence can be a weakness for many, which is super true for me. Often collectors, if they're like hurting or if they're in need of support, Tauruses just start collecting shit and buying stuff, which is absolutely what I do. Enormous mood collector that's interesting okay maybe it's a little bit more accurate than i thought great i'm glad it's me now because my son is in leo (laughs) which means that i'm bold and proud and my ascendant is in leo which means that i am good-natured and magnetic but also i need to be the center of attention okay these are very spot on for you (laughs) yeah 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 uh, my moon is in Taurus, so You're a bitch. Uh, I am powerless to fix messy situations, 
but I think through them sensibly and practically. Also, since you're an architect, uh, I find safety through Jesus. <laughs> what? You, okay, really? <laughs> when it we says safety and security through faith. <laughs> Wow. Your faith in anime, boys. But aren't you Jewish? Because when we were talking about this earlier, Brandel, you told me that you didn't really agree with this, but like that was pretty spot on for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm cherry picking parts that I think match me. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm not like reading the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Here it says, moon and Taurus means that your emotional self is very romantic and sentimental. That's not true. <laughs> Neil pig. <laughs> Good natured. That's definitely not true. I don't know it's it's bits and pieces you know just seems like a bunch of this is leo for me which makes it seem like i'm very full of myself and that seems like the most accurate part oh, <laughs> notice how it never says confidence it's always more of like a shady way of saying it right oh my god can we there's just oh, like but when you whenever you check out your friends it fucking reads them to fill like it told me that jonathan was struggling with that you have bad taste that you struggle with bad taste yes yes and when i look at tisha's it says you're both creative. Don't play to win. Uh, just play, because they're very competitive. But it didn't say anything. It didn't say anything nasty. It said something nasty about Jonathan. <laughs> well, I think it's because oh. CoStar knows that Tisha is a girl. So ah, yeah. I'm a woman. Thank you. I'm sorry. Jonathan. I know that uh, Tisha is a young virginal woman. So oh, it a also maiden. says a maiden. <laughs> it says that your ability to make people feel better when they're blue. Is one of your strongest skills, and that is not true. Oh man, I freeze up when somebody's like upset or crying. I'm not great with other people's emotions. I'm not great with my own emotions. Enormous mood. Right. I can't handle mine. I definitely can't handle yours. Right. So, how do you feel? How accurate do you feel like yours was, Brandel? On a scale of one to ten, probably like a f- like a five, like right down the middle. Okay. So we got two fives. We I love that for y'all. Yeah. Katie, what do you think of yours? So we did mine. I don't know my birth time exactly. I will be finding that out soon. Don't worry. Um, but essentially, it's just my sun, moon, and Mercury are in Scorpio, which... Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it's really um, funny because it says I'm intense and determined. And I do agree with the getting them commit to something. I don't like commitment. Stop it. I get really <laughs> tired when people are like, can you do something? And I'm like, don't. Just don't. I disagree, however, with the plenty of willpower. I don't know what I want, and I don't go out and get it. I feel like that's your executive dysfunction ADHD yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. They just simply never give up. That's not true. Confrontations are not a problem. Also not true. Trauma seems to follow them wherever they go. How's that one? That's, um, that seems like they need to do a little therapy. Um, but that's how I appear on the outside. But that's apparently what your sun is, and then the moon is what you are internally. It says, other people may find security and comfort in material things, but people with moon and Scorpio seek out emotional intensity. I also enjoy finding comfort in physical things. I am very much a, oh, I'm stressed? Let's go spend money on something that's irresponsible and I won't ever use again. Damn right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Is that a Zodiac thing, or is that just like a queer gay thing? I think it's an ADHD thing. (laughs) It is. Yeah, I do the same 100%. Thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel really bad. I want to go buy a new CPU for my computer. Build a whole right? brand or, new computer. 
I have this one problem, and if I just buy something, it'll all be fixed. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, yeah, no, no, buying a new cabinet won't fix your problems. You have to put the cabinet together and then put everything in the cabinet and then maintain the organization in the cabinet. And then your problems are fixed. But then, like, and then my problems are fixed. (laughs) Like, why don't you just buy yourself like an ice maker? It's less work. I've been thinking about it. Oh my god, I have the perfect one for you. It's just because my freezer is always full of like vegan chicken nuggets, and I need ice in my babong. I love this so much. (laughs) Ice in my bong or vegan chicken nuggets? What does my zodiac sign stay? (laughs) Mix them together. Put vegan chicken nuggets in your bong. Please don't. That sounds disgusting. Please don't. That sounds awful to clean too. Um, So how accurate do you think yours was? I don't think it's very accurate, but I do have a question. Do people find that their charts become more accurate after they transition? Um, so Ooh. I was going to say a lot of the chart stuff is very situational in how you are and how you interact with people and how you interact with yourself. So no shade, but no shade at all. But if you if you find yourself emotionally stunted and maybe a common thing around your friends and family is, hey, go to therapy, then maybe you are kind of not fully involved in yourself enough yet or like you haven't discovered enough about yourself yet for the your zodiac chart to really be accurate and that's still saying so because zodiac charts are full of shit like even licensed Mm. and like fucking people who study this say that zodiac charts are bullshit they just it's fun to like know it's it's just a fun thing for you to like you know like but i will say though if you have not fully explored yourself Mm. yet then maybe you should do that self then and do that do that first and then revisit your chart and see if things start to line up well that seems like i love that you mentioned that because it seems like a common thread in a lot of like the spiritual whatnot like i'll i'll read tarot every once in a while Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are like oh it's bullshit it's not it doesn't tell you the future it's it's fake it's not supposed to tell you the future it's supposed to let you see a problem you're experiencing from a different perspective absolutely and help you right. solve like you come to your own conclusions right and that's exactly what that, that's what zodiac is love yeah. that but sorry it's not very accurate for you katie oh it's okay it's um i think i am working on becoming myself because a lot of that passion stuff it's just so exhausting and tiring to feel my emotions <laughs> you know what i mean so i, I know that's oh, right oh. I know. i'll get there eventually <laughs> tisha what about you my son is in Aries, which I've discussed before because when I was in third grade, I had that Garfield the Cat folder that I based my personality on growing up, <laughs> that Aries lived the party. And it's accurate. So it's accurate, yeah, because that's how I've decided to base my life. Uh, I feel the need to distinguish myself from others through goals, success, and responsibility, uh, which was true about myself growing up for sure until I was in my... Uh, mid-50s. I've kind of <laughs> changed now. My moon is in Sagittarius. I find security and safety through routines. And my ascendant is in Cancer, which means I come across as gentle, intuitive, and warm, though some may regard this as overly emotional or sensitive to criticism. I don't think that people think I'm sensitive to criticism. Mm-mm. I told you your dog snores once and you kept thinking about it for like a year. Only because I want to be the best at sounding the best in a recording and with the dog noise over it, I took that as a failure on myself, not because it was criticism from you. So 10 out of 10, 100%. I, I, I love that for you. 
I'm just kidding. I, I honestly. Just, um, I was gonna say the one thing that just cracked me up. I feel like not that you're sensitive, but I feel like you will get. Um, <laughs> I feel like you will um, put your foot down if you are ever mansplained. If someone tries to like explain something to you and they're a man and it's something that you clearly know, I do feel like you will rear that hand backwards and be like, halt, stop right there. Let me tell you about what I know. More so with a man than with a woman. Oh, absolutely. I have soft spaces in my heart for women, for sure. I love that. Uh, Where I don't necessarily, I love men and there are plenty of men that I have a very soft space in my heart for. But if you are just a random man that I do not know, you have to earn that space. Whereas women don't have to earn that space. They're just there. Oh, my God. That's that's sweet. You make you know how to make a girl feel special. I feel I feel very nice right now. Uh, I, I will say here. there was something about. OK, uh, on that app, I clicked on your name, Jonathan, because Brandon's mind said the same thing to Brandon as his did to me. But Jonathan's says that. You are learning to resolve subtly. You're not interested in being right or wrong now. They just want to hear you. Being sensitive to what they're thinking is my gift. So use it well. Oh. So if you need to talk, Jonathan. Oh, I'm my here. God. Um, well, we talk all the time, so it's fine. Well, actually, most of the time that we talk, we're both very drunk. But. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your gift. That's my gift. How about Rosé Rising? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, Rosé all day. Rising. The June Motel. <laughs> So my son's in Libra. I am very balanced. I don't get tied down to one view of things. I like to act like things don't bother me, but shit bothers me. And that's me to a T. I do like this, though. It says Libra is in your third house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through the things that you know and are familiar with. And I just like to say that that was a read because I've been leading this question that we were having today. And I'm like, yeah, because like of (laughs) us, all of us, I'm like the expert. So like I should lead this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My moon is in Leo. My Leo is like myself when I'm like not around people. And your emotional self is dramatic, proud, expressive, idealistic, and somewhat self-centered. And the only thing they got wrong was the somewhat self-centered i am very (laughs) self-centered i need a lot of care love and validation from other people and those are all very much things that are me because i am very much extrinsically motivated i am a musician i am like a pageant child but like music everything i've ever done has been for the validation of others validation from others so yeah that's like all me (laughs) And then my ascendant. Validation for others. Uh, I'm sorry. Validation from others. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, good. I need. <laughs> Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> God damn it. And then my cancer. I come across as gentle, intuitive, and warm, though some may regard this as overly emotional or sensitive to criticism. When everyone first meets me, they tell me how nice I am. You're so nice. Like, why are you so thoughtful? Yada, yada, yada. And then as they meet me, they're like, oh, you're actually like, you're a bitch. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're that girl and I am that girl. So those are my three. I think out of 10, mine's like an 8.5. Amazing. That's cool. Anyway, we have a podcast to run. Yeah. So this may be our longest, one of our longest. Speaking of, I don't know, Mercury. You're always so good with the transitions. <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't real, we have a podcast. Do we know what happened last time? We did kind of discuss this beforehand in pre so hopefully we remember. Cliffhanger. Yes. It was a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. 
With the power of my Libra magic, I lured Romeo and Michelle into a false sense of security. And now she's about to <laughs> let me know all the tea, hunty. Yeah, we've just finished the uh, amateur drag night at Odds and Ends. And Romy and Michelle just won. I believe Cherry came in second place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I still got enough to get us to where we need to go. Yes. Very nice. Some, yeah, and you earned some tips along the way. Edith judged and still couldn't sway the votes. Edith. <laughs> Edith. There was also a pretty scary exchange between Cleo and Veranda involving your crossbow and a mojito. And it's about to get scarier, too. Yet now you were uh, backstage. You are back in the dressing room. You just approached Romy and Michelle and basically said, I know who you are. I looked through your bag. I know you work with Veranda. What do you know about magic? And that's kind of how we left it after your um, charmed person spell. And there was also some magic flowers in the dressing room left by somebody and a, a mysterious message. So Yeah, and we couldn't see that anyone in the audience was like obviously from the fey realm so we still don't know who sent the flowers oh yeah i, think. I went like sleuthing through the whole bitch like the whole thing and found nobody right. but i did get to veranda and now romeo and michelle is about to give me all the details hopefully didn't the note end with thank you for being a friend isn't it like stay sweet stay kind yeah stay kind was the note on the flowers and then the note on the mirror was it was something like hope you enjoyed the flowers what color was the lipstick? Red. What shade of red? Mercury. Ugh. Mercury's like blue. Yeah. <laughs> Mars. Which one's red? <laughs> it was Chanel number five. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. It's a dwarf planet, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so there was a red lipstick note in the back that said, glad you like the flowers. Okay. Yeah, I totally... Um... As Cleo with my silk press, I embraced um, Romy and Michelle. Mm-hmm. I started asking the, I asked the real questions, and now Romy and Michelle is about to give me the details. So what's going on? So the last question that was asked was, "What do you know about magic?" Romy will tell you that I don't, I don't know much. I only know what Veranda tells me. She, she keeps a lot of it secret. How do you know about magic? Or nor well because I have uh, been blessed by the fairies themselves, and I've been to the fairy realm. Unfortunately for your, there are some things that are going on in the fairy realm, and I have to help as much as possible so that mm, things do not go awry. As well as the fact that we have a visitor from the fairy realm that cannot get back home. She was the number two or the first runner up, Miss Cherry Chapour. She is also a part of the fairy realm, and so we have to get her big as soon as possible and we need your help and i think that you can be a very good resource for us as long as you tell us what you know about the magic sure veranda's only said that there's an issue and that if we see magic we report it to her and she'll take care of it she knows that there's been something going on and she said that she got attacked recently by whom Uh, i don't know her bodyguards might have more information on that she said that she's fine, and she obviously has to do with the magic and the unwanted visitors, is what she calls them. Unwanted visitors? Okay, thank you so much. Now then, I have divulged some information to your, and I really need your to keep this on the hush-hush. Can you do that for me? And as, as I say that to her, I plant a kiss on her cheek, and then I look longingly into her eyes, and I say, it is pivotal 
for our success, for our unwanted visitors to get back safely, that you keep this between just you and me. And I wink at her face. Oh, sure. I won't say a word. No problem. Thank you. You're so great. And then I like give her like a little chummy pat on the shoulder. And then I say, uh, now, how do you think Verander is going to take care of uh, the unwanted visitors? The whole point is to get them back. They don't belong in our world. I mean, most of them want to go back anyway. They don't have a home here. But what if I were to tell Yor that the way to get back has been disrupted? Yeah, I think she knows that too. She's having some issues. And what is she doing to rectify this situation? If I'm honest, she's kind of erratic lately. She found out her sister died recently, and it's kind of messed with her. Her sister? Who is her sister? She doesn't talk about it. I never saw her. She doesn't have any pictures in her house. I didn't know she had a sister until she found out that she died. I don't think they talked much. If I were to jog your memory, do you think it would help? Well, she didn't say her sister's name. I don't really know anything. She just said it, and then when she showed emotion, she clammed up pretty quick and then changed to being mean again. Or nor. Okay, sounds very on, uh, on task for Veranda. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to pretend this conversation is, uh, never happened. It's going to stay just between you and I. And then I am going to investigate those bodyguards. Thank you so much for all your help. And then I clasp her hand. Thank you so much. And I am now going to go look for the bodyguards. Okay. When you last found them, they were out back waiting for Veranda to leave. I'm sorry. Can I recon just a little bit? Sure. What's up? I want to gather everyone and tell them all of this first. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. I gather everyone and I relay all the information that I have. So I say Veranda knows about the magic. Veranda's trying to get... I'm going to withhold that Veranda wants to get uh, the, the magical folk back to the fairy realm and that she's capable of doing it because I still don't trust her and I don't want Cherry to think that Veranda is trustworthy in, in her ways of getting people back to where they are. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna mm. tell that to the I'm not gonna tell that to the group. Okay. okay. I am gonna say that Veranda does know about the magic. Romy Michelle was a great resource and that we need to figure out a way to get the bodyguards to talk. That she has a dead sister as well. Oh and that she has a dead sister as well. Thank you. And it could possibly be scurvy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I say, Veranda has a dead sister who died recently. She passed away. Um, the Lord bless her and keep her. And uh, it could possibly be scurvy because the death of her sister was recent. Also, we need to devise a plan post haste so that we can figure out how to get the bodyguards to tell us all about the magic and what Veranda knows so far. Why don't we just ask Veranda what she knows about the magic? Um, from what I've heard from Romeo and Michelle, her assistant, it seems that Veranda is very good about being tight-lipped on very important matters. The best way to get her to indulge us in all of her information is to ask the right questions, and we can figure out the right questions by going through those that are closest to her. Okay. I don't think she should know that I'm not from here. Don't like the sound of how she's dealing with the people. That accidentally come through. I believe that you are correct. And so we shall definitely, if she were to ever see you, um, your name is Cherry Chapo, and you are just a little girl. I turned into a wolf on stage. That was just illusion in mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. I know magic. Magic <laughs> is spells. That is it. 
I, whenever she says that, I'm going to pull a flower out of my head and then I'm going to do a sleight of hand and like, y'all know that TikTok where she has that, that toy car in her hand and then she drops it and then she's like it's gone i'm gonna do that to cherry and be like see look magic isn't real like you can just fake it can i do a perception check (laughs) (laughs) okay well it doesn't have to be your perception check doesn't have to be very high because i rolled a five okay i got a 10 so we both didn't do very well well you beat me so you realized i was bullshitting but i say see uh cherry uh smoke and mirrors smoke and mirrors we give you a big wink (laughs) <laughs> what I, i'm not sure what's going on here but okay so our plan is to not go directly to the source even though we might have some valuable information to share with her as well such as steve Irwin, you know that fish that you talk to uh as well as uh my brother here which she did say that it was a costume but i'm sure we could prove that it's not he he can literally eat himself and a little girl that is a werewolf. So we have valuable information to share with her. Maybe she could share with us and we could figure out a way to get these two, their issues solved. I get really passive aggressively angry. And <laughs> I say, Edith, I would just like to remind you that the same person that you would like to share this information with is the same person that only has that information because she stole it from me. Ah, okay. And unfortunately for all of us, I do not really trust her ways of doing things. But if you would like to go and divulge this information, then by all means, be my guest. And I roll my eyes hard. Brutal. <laughs> oh, ouch. All right. So she's, she's evil, I see. And she stole all the information she has. So we already have all the information she has anyway. Right out, right out. So what we can do is make sure that when we do go and confront her, we have the best trump card possible so that there is no way for her to weasel her way out of this one. Got it, toots. And I go back <laughs> at the toots. I, I don't know. I shimmy. And <laughs> I go and I say, I put my hand in the middle of all of us because we're standing in a circle, clearly. And I say, all right, um, fairy world on three. One, two, three. Fairy world? Fairy world. Fairy world. Humphrey, that I'm not from. <laughs> Humphrey didn't put their hand in. They're kind of, they're sitting off to the side with their eyes closed, being real quiet. I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. Uh, do you have anything you would like to add to our discussion? Uh, uh no, I'm I'm just uh, I'm having a moment. It's fine. Oh, oh, I'm free. Can we help? I don't I don't think so. And uh Humphrey opens their eyes and you notice that both of their eyes are now gumdrops. Uh uh Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. Uh Edith. Oh no, Bubby. Uh, and she sits by him and puts her hand over his shoulder. I kind of kept this under wraps a bit, but uh, when I was first cursed, it, it was only my hand, and uh, it's been spreading. I, I, don't, I don't know how to stop it. I don't, I don't know if I want to stop it. Might just be easier to, to give in to it, you know? Just be full gingerbread man and not... Person. Not Humphrey anymore. 
sorry, gingerbread person. Like you can. <laughs> yeah, because the gingerbread person has a different personality, right? Yeah, and uh, w- whenever I summon my my weapon, it, they seem to take over, and it it spreads a, a little bit further. Would Cherry know anything about curses like this from her time at home? Like you can, I mean, you would know from these stories that your grandmother told you that, according to Laura, at least curses can only be broken by those that place them. If we can find the person who did this to you, we can maybe break it, but. That's just a story my grandma told me. And this is a very real thing that is happening to you. On Nor, Floros and Spring pulls out a magnifying glass. And I want to investigate Humphrey and see, like, if Humphrey has, like, the same vision capabilities and, like, mobility, like, with his body turning into a full cookie. Can I do oh, that? Oh, I don't know. Chris, would that affect any of my stats or whatever you play as one character not two separate characters there's just kind of like a gingerbread taking over but i don't think that's going to change your stats or class or anything i think that upon investigating it you can well let's let's roll investigation and then we can kind of go from there like i literally want to poke his gumdrop eye i'm gonna (laughs) say they don't have elbow joints or knees well i rolled i I I have advantage on investigation i rolled a seven and an eight nice well, that's doing not, great. Not, that's not nice, nice at all. Katie. That's not nice at all. You poke the eyeball and Humphrey goes, oh, God, oh, my God. I'm just playing with my you. Eyes. I can't feel nothing up there. And he starts poking at his eye. Humphrey, I have noticed that whenever you're changed into your, um, whenever you're access your magic, you turn into a different person. Would you, would you give that person a moral ground uh, as in good or evil? Uh I have heard stories about this person, but I have never met them, and I cannot remember what oh. has happened when I come back. Or nor, or or nor, um, uh, Edith. Yeah, we're not gonna let this happen to you. You are not turning full gingerbread person on my watch. We need to get going on our plan. Let's go talk to those the... security guards. All right, and. uh See what we can find. We need to hurry this up and we need to, or we could just go now to the fairy realm, forget about Veranda and move on. Go to Anamik and start looking for this fairy godmother that cursed my brother. But I have to go to Veranda because she has all my information and I need it. I know certain things about the fairy world and I can't go to the fairy world and give you guys your best chance to get the curse removed and the fairy world fixed if I don't have all my information. Okay, if you're sure that's going to help us, I'm down for it. Let's get your information. Do we need to, we need to blow up her operation? We need to, I can, I can destroy that building. Give me time. (laughs) Uh, Laura, um, I embrace Edith in a big hug and I say, first, and I whisper in her ear, and I say, first, we have to subdue her bodyguards. So, we will beat them uh, to an end of their life and then demand all the answers that we have from them. Yeah, uh. What I can do as well, I will take one of them, if you will give me them, and I will ask them some questions. But I will also try to make it seem like I am their boss, so that they remember me being their boss. Okay, I think that sounds fantastic. How do we lure these individuals? And then I immediately think of Romy and Michelle. And I want to use Romy and Michelle to lure one of the security guards away so that 
yes, yeah, so that we can subdue them and then get all the info that we, that we need. Have Terry go steal something from Romy and Michelle in plain view. So Romy and Michelle call the security. Ooh, delightful. You want me to do crime? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is imperative that you do these things so that we can get you back arm. Okay. Give you alcohol, making you commit crimes. <laughs> I say right. I'm just going to middle school. <laughs> I say righto, and then um, I go find Romy Michelle. Okay, so Romy has made her way back out to the front. Why don't you give me a perception as you're turning the corner? Oh God, thank you. Nineteen plus eight is twenty-seven. Okay, yes. so you can notice this before you're actually seen. Then I'll give you that. As you're turning the corner back into the stage area, you can see Romy and Michelle, Veranda Pasterly, and Amber Lager are all talking on stage. Amber. Amber. Is the stage still well lit? Curtains are drawn, so the stage is well lit enough, but the audience can't see it. I need to hear everything they're, they're saying. I do have a question about charmed person, though. After they are charmed, because it's concentration spell, right? So you, when you lost concentration, it was over. Yes. Do you still have influence over whether she, whether or not Romy's going to say something? Or did she promise something that her charmed self promised? So at the end, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> at the See, what end, happened was... At the end of a person being charmed, which they're charmed for an hour, but I broke concentration, so it's okay. But at the end of them being charmed, they know they were charmed. Okay. okay. And it doesn't okay. have, like, lasting effects. Yeah, if she... um And then, like, yeah, if she doesn't know about magic... She can be like, no, but you did dupe me. And like, you're on to something. Okay. So if Romy and Michelle starts opening her mouth, I'm going to reveal myself to her with an arrow cocked at her fucking head. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm that bitch. Okay. Well, I'm going to. The, uh, the conversation that you're hearing is basically Veranda kind of reprimanding Amber for being so obvious with the magic usage between her mechanical beings and her newly new friendship with you for just to say it's it's very discouraging to see you flounce about like that okay okay yeah so veranda's basically just going like what are you doing because you're fucking it all up knock it off so it's a, it's kind of a heated direct exchange with two people that don't show a lot of emotion damn oh. it's a lot of cold <laughs> sentences cold, ending abruptly cold one-liners it's a lot of okay 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 then i okay yeah so i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep on listening uh it does does romy say anything because well because i haven't revealed myself yet i think romy's gonna say something yeah romy's gonna be like i mean they're using magic back there using magic and Amber's like yeah why wouldn't you use if you have magic why wouldn't you use it i don't get it it helped us Brandis, that's there is decorum to go about this. No one knows about magic in this area, and I'm aware of the problem, but investigating it in a less obvious manner. I would appreciate it if you backed off. No. So that's kind of the stalemate conversation that's happening between Veranda, Amber, and Romy. Okay, so I mean she does I mean that's she's saying they're using magic, but like that doesn't she didn't say too much for me to want to kill her. Okay. So is that, is that is that is that all that's happening? Yeah. Okay. It, it's yeah. With a is there a light that I can turn off? Sure. You're probably near the switches. Why not? So I want to turn off the lights, mm-hmm. and then I want to go to where Miss Mama is, uh, Miss Romy Michelle, steal her bag, and then 
run <laughs> off with it. But I don't want them to know that it's me. Okay. So, okay. So this is what I do. I am going to write a letter that says, if you want to see your bag, meet me next door at the next what what's next to us a bar big papa's tacos yeah meet me in the back of big papa's tacos and then i'm i'm gonna say if you say anything you'll never see your bag again and then (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm trying to get uh, i'm trying to get romeo michelle away from them so then i turn off the lights and this is what i want to happen i want to be able to turn off the lights dash over to Romy as fast as fuck and I have the stuff for it take her bag (laughs) put the note in her hand and then I'm going to teleport myself with Missy Step out of the area and run to tacos okay so you still have pass without trace going I'm guessing that makes it pretty easy for you especially with the lights off I don't believe Veranda or Romy would have night vision or dark vision in general so what kind of? I mean, just roll me a sleight of hand to make sure that there wasn't like a catch or something. Let's just make sure. Oh fuck! There wasn't. It's an eight. Eight total. Eight total. Mm. <laughs> I think you can still grab the bag, but maybe you uh, just threw the note on the ground instead of getting it into Romy's hand. Okay. But you can still make it out unseen. Okay. Yeah. So I turn off the lights and I'm just like working the night, and I steal Romy's bag. And then there's a a note that's dropped right around her foot, I guess. And hopefully she sees it. And then I want to signal for the rest of the crew to meet me at Big Papa's Tacos. Like, or like, just tell them, like, follow me. Okay. Okay. Was I supposed to steal something before we left? Okay, perfect. Happy to know that that's not going on. Yeah, if you want to, like, Scooby-Doo and the gang out of there, that's fine. So you're going to head to Big Papa's Tacos and hopefully await Romeo and Michelle. That's your plan now, right? Yeah. And that's where I'm going to... Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Cool. Then, yeah, you'll head to the back of Big Papa's Tacos. You can wait there for probably 10 minutes or so. I'm going to guess it take Romeo a little bit of time to figure out what to do and how to escape from the conversation. But yeah, you can see Romeo kind of walk in hesitantly to Big Papa's Tacos and kind of look around trying to see who she should be looking for. Still in full drag, but now that the lights are different, you can see the makeup's not really that great. Uh, Shade, wait. Painted for the back of the room. Oh, Shade, come on, Trixie. (laughs) As she's walking um, into the dark alley, I'm I'm going to finally, I'm gonna gonna pull up behind her and um, turn her around and reveal myself and say, Romy, hello. (sighs) Took my bag. Romy, we need your help. And we believe that you are the best one to help us. Okay, there's other ways to ask for help, like asking. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just that times are very um, short right now, and I don't trust your boss, Veranda. And sir, I needed to get you a lord. This is what well, I need what you... from your. I'm using a lot of my spell slots today. <laughs> and here comes the battle! <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I want to see... Can I do, like... An insight check to see if she's really going to help me. Well, I think that depends on how you're propositioning this. Okay. All right. Is, is it based on her getting the bag back? Because, I mean, maybe she doesn't need the bag back. She can get a new badge for work. I see. Get a new bag if she really needs it. She's got, what, a 500-pound gold pieces or whatever? Yeah. So I guess if you're in, how you're incentivizing her or how you're approaching this is going to depend on how, how willing she is. I give her back her bag. 
Okay. And I say... Good start. I don't trust your boss, Rander, to get my friends back to the fairy world in one piece safely. And I believe that since she stole my work, I would be the best one to do this myself. You had mentioned earlier that the guards know more information about Verander, and I would like for you to bring one of them here. There will be no harm that will be committed against them, but we need that information from them so that we can get to the fairy world and stop whatever bad things are happening and get my friend back on. Okay, roll persuasion for me. Plus five, plus five. Dirty 20, thank God. Ooh. Okay, Romy will say, if you think you can help, that's fine. I personally think more people working on this makes sense. If you need to do it separately, that's fine. But if you just need a guard for some help, I can get you one. Do you want me to bring them here? Yes, please. Okay. Let me go grab one. I'll be right back. Anything else? Do not. Do I need to come back? Or can I just send him? Oh, just send him. Thank you. And remember, okay. this stays between us. Okay. Right. Uh, can we not steal my stuff again, though? Can we just make that an ongoing uh, thing? Uh, or no, it was just a little bit of fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it with us. And then I give her um, a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> like a good old Australian pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Romy will run off. And while you're waiting for the guard to return, we're going to take a trip to the gay agenda. Welcome to the Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our patrons, talk about our sponsors, and give you any updates on the show. Of course, we always start with thanking our newest patrons, so thank you, Raymond, and thank you, Danny, for joining our Patreon. Your dice should have arrived by now, and hopefully they are rolling well for you. If you want to check out our Patreon, it is patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. Or you can go to our website, which is rollgayroleplay.com, and you can find all of our links to everything on there. And of course, join our Discord. I was just thinking earlier today, we are long overdue for a game night on there. So we should get that set up. And I'm just talking out loud at this point, because if I tell you guys, then you'll remind me and then we can actually make something happen. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to take up any more of your time because this is already a longer episode. So let's get right back to it. You are waiting outside of Big Papa's Tacos. Are we all there, like around the area? I was going to say, while, well... Florals is doing that. I took because we're at the taco shop. I yes. took yeah. Cherry and Humphrey to and I and I sat them down and I ordered a large nacho, some tacos and churros because I'm pretty sure that Cherry's never had nachos before. Oh no! And I want them to enjoy great taco shop food. I don't. Know. I was just gonna say that Humphrey was probably going along with some of the stuff from uh Romy Michelle's bag like maybe chewing on a lipstick because it was called macaroon <laughs> no please don't do that <laughs> now there's some gnaw marks on the uh, makeup in yeah Romy's bag Humphrey sees the nachos and, and crumbles some of the lipstick onto the nachos <laughs> on his portion why are you gross <laughs> I'm so glad we established where you were we've got three people having nachos Cherry experiencing them for the first time Humphrey experiencing them with a gingerbread mouth for the first time. A normal amount of wetness gingerbread mouth. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Sure. So then we'll let the scene play out between 
Romy and one of the guards. And so then, yeah, one of the uh, guards will come back and say, he'll just, call, he'll just like call back to the alley. Hey, uh, you need me? Romy said to come say hi. Edith immediately casts a spell. Okay. And it is modify memory. Ooh. The fuck? So they must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. And I can't believe, I can't imagine that they're too smart, right? No, 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 no. no. Big strong. Not, yes. That's what this guy please. is. They're both philosophy majors. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Okay, that fails. Yeah. So while this charm lasts, you can affect the target's memory of any event that it experienced within the last 24 hours and that lasted no more than 10 minutes. Okay. Um, let's see. So they must be able to understand my language. Mm-hmm. It's their mind fills any gaps in the details of my description. A modified memory doesn't necessarily affect how a creature behaves, particularly if the memory contradicts the creature's natural inclinations, alignment, or beliefs. Oh, okay, so I can't just ask everything I want to ask. Right, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say when they last spoke to Veranda, Veranda informed them that Florals and Spring is Veranda's new partner. And they must fill florals in on what they've been doing so far and anything necessary to go forward with their plan. Okay. I love that. That's so good. And this lasts up to one minute with my concentration. Great. Awesome. So then when, when Cleo turns the corner and the bodyguard, he'll walk right up and say, florals, great. Glad I found you. What what do I need to catch you up on? Hello, uh, yes, uh, Flores and Spring, that's me. And I just need to know what your plan of action has been so far so that I can be caught up completely. Well, with Veranda's celebrity status around here, she's been trying to talk to the locals, anyone that sees magic she talks to. Uh, the last guy that came to her office, though, we were outside the doors and... Someone must have come in through the window. She got attacked. The person that she was interviewing got attacked. He died. She escaped. We didn't see anything. We were on the outside of the doors. Uh, but we did hear a smash and a, her screaming. It, was, uh, it happened really fast. But the fact that she's under attack and then we learned that Amber was under attack. Uh, someone seems to be on to us investigating this. Thank you. Do you happen to know if... The uh, person that was killed recently, her sister, do you, do you remember her name? Maybe she has oh, pertinent y- information? Yeah, her sister's name was Scurvy. Thank you. Okay, that sounds really familiar. Thank you very Ooh. much. Um, is Will, do you happen to know if any of the people that attacked Veranda Pasta Lee were apprehended? No. By the time we got in the room, they were already out the window. Hmm. We didn't see anything, and I'm, I, I look fast, but I'm not that fast. <laughs> or nor, I hear you, and I'm oh. going to make, um, can I do it like a sleight of hand or like a something to get the rest of them outside? Oh, to like let your friends know? Yes. Like, I think you can just wave. Okay, so I just wave? I don't think he's going to make anything weird about it. Okay, yeah. Because he knows he's informing you. All right, and so I say, okay, thank you. It seems that we have to act with haste. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and get my colleagues, and we are going to help your and Veranda in this situation. Great. 
yeah, what what do you need from us? What's the plan? Because we're kind of struggling right now, honestly. Thank you. Uh, we currently uh, are looking for access to the fairy world. But unfortunately, before we can do that, there are some imp uh, important notes that Verenda hears. And I just need to make a copy of them. Is it possible that you can bring them to me as her, oh, sure. as her colleague? Thank you very much. And yeah, I want to go with him right now, like right now to where Veranda's stuff is. And I want to take all my shit back. Edith speaks up and just says, actually, I'm sure that you're busy and you really need to protect Veranda. Can you just give us the code to get into the office? I'm not sure if we have time. Thank you. Modified memory is permanent, if that's what you're hinting at. Oh, I thought it was concentration up to a minute. The concentration up to a minute is how long it takes you to describe. If you don't finish describing it in that amount of time, it doesn't work. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. I love that. That's a fun little rule. I should have timed that then. <laughs> I did say it pretty quickly. That. Yeah. It was like not sure even 30 seconds. Yeah. No. Okay. So it, wh what would you prefer? Do you want to go with him right now? Do you want to just... I, like, I can give you his badge as opposed to a passcode if you don't want him with you. Oh, yes. I say uh, thank you so much, Edith, for that information, um, for that idea. Uh, yes, if you uh, give us your badge and your name, please. Oh, yeah, sure. My name's Stavros. Here's my badge. Uh, I can just get a new one. So no big, because they should know you're coming, right? I'm sure everyone knows you two have partnered up. Absolutely. I'm surprised it's not more public knowledge with how big she is and how it's, it's going to be exciting partnership. Oh, well, we try to keep things under wraps because, as you know, we're both working in the same field and um, we want to keep things under wraps so that people don't under don't think that we're trying to run a monopoly on what we're doing right now. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. OK, uh, yeah. So that badge will be good until I get a new one. Once they activate mine, uh, that one will be deactivated. So. I probably won't need one until the morning, honestly, so you can have it for the night. Well, thank you, and please tell Romy and Michelle, thank you very much for sending you over here. Yeah, will do. No problem. Okay, and then I, um, I'm out. I'm, <laughs> I'm already at Miranda's, Miranda's door. Yeah, we, I would push everyone to run that way as well. Okay. Humphreys grabbing nachos off the table as we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah, I'm just following. There's a huge mess. There's a trail of cheese and chips and shit. <laughs> Every time they take a bite into the nachos, Edith is going to use thaumaturgy to create little explosions. <laughs> explosions of flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nacho pop rocks. I, th I think these nachos might be flavor blasted. <laughs> <laughs> So as you run from Big Papa's Tacos over to Veranda, you hear from behind you Amber going, hey, where are you going? Amber's now trying to chase after you. But if you guys want to keep running, you can keep running or you can stop for her. Up to you. I don't, I don't know. I'm this close to my like life's work. I don't know if I would stop. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I'm, yeah. Edith will slow down a little bit. Okay, you know what? This is what I'll do. This is what I will do. I will hear that Amber is chasing us. I'm going to grab their hand and I say, keep up, babes. Yes. <laughs> All right, where are we running? What? Okay, you guys left in a hurry. Uh, we are trying to get access to the fairy world. And the only way we can get back access to the fairy world is if we get to Veranda Pastelli's home and get my information and my notes that she stole from me. Yep, she stole from me and I need them back right now. And if I get them back right now, I can get my friend Cherry Chapo back to the uh, fairy world. Um, so yeah, I'm just talking very hurriedly to Amber. 
Okay. And running towards Veranda Pasherly's home. Cool. Or headquarters, wherever we're going. Headquarters. We'll go to her headquarters. That's where the security guard would have a badge for. You wouldn't have a badge for her home. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah, you want to make your way to the headquarters? You can be there. Amber is alongside with you. Yeah, how would you like to approach this? You're outside the building right now. So I'm going to... Ooh, I have find traps. Nice. You sense the presence of any trap within range. A trap for the purpose of this spell includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable, which was specifically intended as such by its creator. Thus, the spell would sense an area affected by an alarm spell, a glyph of warding, mechanical pit trap, but would not reveal a natural weakness in the floor, unstable, an unstable ceiling, or a hidden sinkhole. So yeah. Okay. The range of this trap is 120 feet. <laughs> And as I am up to the door, you see glitter and flowers just radiate around me. And I'm glowing, and I activate my find trap spell. Okay. Yeah, Cherry gasps. You look amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So there's definitely an alarm system going on in the headquarters. You can tell that the front door is alarmed. There's a keypad next to it. There's some sort of security system throughout the whole place. I guess if it's that much of a range. Mainly, there is an alarm system that you have to get through. Luckily, you have a key card that kind of just lets the building know you're supposed to be there. So you think you can pretty much go unnoticed as long as you aren't actually physically noticed. Okay. Yeah. So I am going to uh, use the key card. And I look, then I, as I use the key card to deactivate the building, I then look over at Amba and I say, Amba, are you with us? Edith is going to interrupt real quick. Just so y'all know, I'm not the most invisible kind of person. She is wearing black dragon scale mail and is very cleric-y looking. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe I just stay out here and keep guard. Maybe that's the best chance. I'll give you some guidance and she cantrips guidance on you and whoever else is going inside. So you can add a d4 to a rolled ability check. Okay. And I'll talk to Amber. As you say that, I say, okay. And if we run into any issues, I, uh, my body glitters again. And out of my silk pressed hair, um, right by my neck, you see Emma come into view again. Oh, and Emma. Emma, you hear me whisper, Emma. And <laughs> Emma comes out. <laughs> And I say, if you, uh, if we run into any issues, my fairy friend, Emma, it will come and find you post haste and we will need you as soon as possible. All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Thank you. Uh, where would you like Amber? I want Amber with me. Okay. Okay. Then Amber will say, yeah, I don't mind coming in. I like stealthy stuff. I always wear black anyway, so kind of unseen nice i do have your friend here though yeah i was gonna ask where frankie was i'll take frankie yeah here he's willingly in my pocket i didn't keep him there but here you go and frankie comes out with new very small limbs uh he's got four limbs total and he goes look at me i'm a fucking ferret ah look at me do this ferret shit look hey and he like Uh... ferret hops around little sausage with ferret limbs wait is he is he in like a little ferret metal suit or does he have no, limbs? No, 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 he just has, him? yeah, yeah. He's just got metal limbs kind of implanted in him. Do they have ferret hair on the limbs? 
No, it's mechanical, same as Rusty was. Oh, okay. So he doesn't. It's not a furry sausage. Ugh. No, no, it's just mechanical ferret limbs that he can now move around, and he kind of like squeaks a little bit when he moves. I have a couple questions. One, does it hurt? It looks like those are stabbed into you. Nah, she was gentle. This was fine. Look, I can move around now, though. This is much better than just sitting there staring up. Okay, two. Uh, If I were to take one of your limbs and stab it into myself, would I be able to move it like a tiny ferret arm? Uh, I'll take that. And yeah, probably. Can I? Can you not tell him that, though? Maybe not. Oh, I think it would work. I do. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind for later if it's an emergency. Why, why is this conversation happening, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> I am so worried for this damn sausage. <laughs> he's, got, he's got like cocktail swords stabbed into him that are also furret arms. Fair. I hate I that. Furret. It's because you're country. Furret. Furret. <laughs> Isn't that like a Pokemon? Yeah, it's a Pokemon. Is it? Yeah, furret's a Pokemon. Oh, nice. You really run out of ideas, huh? Sausage. Frankie's kind of like moves the same way. The little like slinking motions. Stands up on his little hind legs when he wants to. I thought this was cute. Yeah, we'll just be outside. I'll just be outside having Frankie, uh, teaching Frankie how to do cartwheels and uh, somersaults. Oh, give me a ball. (laughs) I want to play with it. That's so funny. (laughs) Domaturgy is a ball for him. (laughs) Great. Well, then Edith and Frankie are having a great time outside. So Cleo, Amber, Cherry, and Humphrey going inside? No, I want Humphrey to stay outside too. Okay. okay, Humphrey's tearing off little crumblies of their flesh and, and tossing it to the ferret. Gross. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to feed it like birds. Gross. Can we also attract like like pigeons? I'm I'm like feeding wildlife. Great. Why, uh, Edith? Edith? <laughs> I just like to let him have his fun. You know, he ain't grow- hurt nobody. Does it grow back? You you hear Humphrey whispering to himself. They eat a part of me, I become a part of them. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my oh god. no. Humphrey's definitely cursed. Yeah. Then great, we have Cherry, Amber, and Florals going inside. Yeah, you can use the key card on the front door, it lets you in. So far you have not activated the security system. Would you be familiar with this place at all, Cleo? Is this somewhere you've been before? Or how, where, where does the relationship between you and Veranda end, I guess? I feel like I have tried to, if not try to sneak in to get my notes back. Like, these, this is my life's work. Okay. I have been here before because I want my shit back. Okay. Then you know where the office is. That's great. We'll say you know it's on the second floor. You know that there is one night watchman that you're going to have to look out for. But you don't know his routine yet. So you're just going to have to do some sneaking around corners to get there. So I'm going to have you guys make a stealth check now to see if you guys can make it to the stairs. Okay. Okay. 15? Amber got a 16. I got a 15 as well. Yeah, 15 and higher was fine for me. So that's good. You guys made your way to the stairs. You can creep up them. As you're going up, let's have everyone roll a a perception. Well, the three of us roll a perception check. Oh, Amber's not paying attention. Sorry. A 17 for perception. That's much better. Got an Eight. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Amber got too. So Amber and Sherry aren't doing much, but Cleo, you can hear that there is some uh, singing to themselves. Someone's kind of like humming a tune upstairs. (laughs) Yes, it was Dawson's Creek. Thank you. Yes. 
I'm sure there's an actual name to that song, but it's called Dawson's Creek in my head. Until further notice. Yep. Yes, by James Vanderbeek. <laughs> Whatever her name was, I have no idea. So, yeah, you know that there is a security guard upstairs. How are you going to get around him? And we have to get... I... Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say I can turn into a giant dog and pee on the floor. And then that does what? I don't know. <laughs> She is young, um, and she hasn't broken into anything before, so. I will, I'm all for the dog pissing uh, idea. I also think Miranda is very, like, I like everything perfect and exact, and a big dog, like, pissing in the hallway, I think would be good. Okay, so this is just a fuck you moment. Yeah. Great. Love it. Then you peed on whatever you wanted. Plant, desks, have at it. Hot. I am going to use Emma. And I'm going to wrap her in a black cloth so that her glittery body is not being shown. And then I want Emma to go to like somewhere else and be like an eerie pink light that the uh, security officer has to go investigate. Oh, that's good. Okay, great. Emma, Emma will <laughs> go off and the guard will see a light. Huh? Oh. Hello? Hello? Uh, he'll start walking towards the light. Or his back is towards you. His face is away from you. Now have a chance to dash around the corner and get to Veranda's office. All right. But in order to do so, you're going to have to make a stealth check, but do it with advantage since you have him distracted. God Just have to make sure you guys don't make sound. Yes. 22. Nice. I've got a fucking 13. Jesus. You have advantage. I know. That's with advantage. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, Amber got a 17 with the advantage. She got a 2 at first, so they wouldn't have made it very far. I feel like 13 may just be like a little bit of a, the click-clack of your nails on the floor seems a little bit off, but I think the light is still distracting him enough that you can... I think you probably just uh, spooked this guard a little bit. I think he's just a little bit like, huh? Oh, light noise? Uh, a little uneasy now, yeah. but he hasn't caught on to any of you. I think you've successfully evaded his sight so far. Perfect. This yeah, and I'm, I'm assuming Emma can stay out of his grasp on her own. Yes, Emma can just fly away. Yeah. Then great, you've got a uh, constant distraction for the one guard. Uh, you can make your way to Veranda's office if you'd like. There's another key card area. Does it seem like this, the, the one that I have is going to work? Well, yeah, I think you would know that because they said that Veranda was attacked in her office. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. So then and I they got in there, it. so yeah. Yeah, you uh, now have access to Veranda's office. Uh, okay. It's a pretty clean office for the most part. Lots of filing cabinets, books, and things. One of the windows is currently boarded up, which coincides with the fact that a window was broken. Oh, and then as I see the boarded up window, I say, mm, the ghetto, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I think you would know mostly where her notes are, but what is there anything specific you're looking for in these notes, like a, a, a fact or a formula, or is it just you want all of your information back? I want all of my stuff back. Okay. Uh, so do you have a way to copy books. it, or what's the... Are you just going to steal it? I'm taking all my shit. I wasn't actually going to copy this. I'm just taking my shit. Mm-hmm. I am trying to carry as many books as I can for you in my robe. That's great. Amber is uh, also taking whatever is needed. She's also like taking the cushions off the chairs, like opening all the drawers on the desk. <laughs> Amber's doing a full search of everything. And maybe not just for your stuff. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Amber was lawful. <laughs> and I want to say we have like 
several books between all of us of just stuff of mine. Okay. That's mine. Yeah, and I think that with your knowledge of her place, you know where most of the stuff is at, and I don't think that you would be opposed to taking a little more than what was yours either, so... Uh, well, let me see. Amber's there. I, are there any artifacts in this room? That is a very good question. Why don't you roll me investigation? And while you're doing that, can Humphrey and Edith roll me a perception? Ooh. I'm, I want to say, while, while we're out there waiting and the mm-hmm. pigeons are there, Edith is going to be like, Humphrey, hey, watch this. And I named these pigeons Rain. And she casts bless on him, and she goes, "I bless the rains down on this grass path." <laughs> and now the pigeons have a plus four to attack. Uh, oh, D four plus D four to attack. Oh, that's perfect. Cause look what I've been doing. And I want to. Can I roll animal handling to see if I can make these pigeons like follow commands? Yeah, go for it. No, you didn't. Nat twenty. Shut up. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's what you've been doing. You plotting ass bitch. I should have known. It's the swords all over again. It's the swords. It's the fucking swords. <laughs> didn't see it coming. Oh, no. I got a net 20 with my tattoo. That makes it a 22. <laughs> to have bird friends. Yep, 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 bird yep. Friends. You uh, now have pigeon friends. Sweet. Named so I'm like your- chucking crumbs and I'm like, get them. I don't know. Just throwing crumbs around. Trying to show off to Edith. I love it. Give me a, a D10 roll, Brandon. I'll give you that many pigeons. D10? Oh, shit. I'm excited. I get permanent yeah. pigeon buddies? I'll give you a permanent pigeon. That's a fucking 10. No, it was not. Yes, it you was. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's a, it's you rolled a, a natural yeah. 20 and then a 10. Yeah. I'm the fucking bird lady from Home Alone. <laughs> I was thinking the crows have eyes. At least three of them are blessed. That's great. I imagine they're all like roosting on me and just kind of picking off crumbs from my shoulder. That's terrifying. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that pigeon is an animal in the monster manual. If not, we can find a pigeon. So we can get you stats on your new pigeon pals. No way. I was not expected to actually get pigeon friends. This is fucking great. Caca. As if you didn't stand out enough, right? right. They're very they, loud, too. They do poop everywhere. They're flapping around. They're shitting all over the place. <laughs> Okay, how about those investigation and perception rolls? Perception uh, was a 15. F- Wait, no, that's not Was a 15 true. for me. 13 for me. Okay. You two can notice that Veranda, her two bodyguards, and what maybe Romeo and Michelle seem to be heading back to the headquarters now. You have maybe 10 minutes to figure out how to get out of there without being noticed. Right. Can I go send Edith. out my pigeon swarm to be like a distraction? <laughs> to, like occupy them for a couple more minutes yeah that'll buy you some time sure go go, go uh are they walking or are they in a car uh they're walking well go, go uh cause a scene uh, shit on them and, and peck at them but don't don't cause no serious damage just just muck them up what whatever all for that <laughs> and the pigeons over there that's good we might just continue to do animal handling because that's like i don't know how else a commanding an animal would make sense so maybe we'll do animal handling each time you try and give them a command and we'll see how reliant they are or how reliable they are because I think pigeons are also dumb. I got an 18, but for some reason it's not letting me add my plus two. So it's a dirty 20. <laughs> I'm not going to let you roll anymore. 
<laughs> so yeah, the pigeons will go in, kind of shit, and just cause a, a, a ruckus over there. You'll see one of the bodyguards having an umbrella over Veranda, trying to cover her with, so she doesn't get actually shit on, whereas the bodyguards are just getting pigeon shit faced. Nice. Pigeon shit faced. So then now you've got a few more than 10 minutes to figure out your escape plan before being noticed. Edith casts Sending to Florals in Spring and says, Hey there, Tater Tot, you got about 10 shakes of a werewolf's tail before Veranda shows up. Um, I say, thank you. And then <laughs> I say, <laughs> I say uh, we're almost out. And then... I am my <laughs> my investigation was an 18. Amber definitely put some uh, coins in her pocket. She found some money. I'm not interested in money. I want like artifacts. So yeah, you found that there is a uh, uh, there's a magical dagger in the top drawer of her desk. Uh, it Snatch looks it like up. it's nice. It looks like it's been used recently as well. One of the uh, the tip is a little bit chipped. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's you can snatch that up. You don't recognize the exact, I don't know, make and model of the of the dagger, but you have it now, magical okay. dagger. So yeah, I am going to snatch that up. Okay. All right, girlies, let's bounce, and we're going to book it out. Okay. With our books. Great, you guys have made it out with a few minutes to spare. You now have a lot of new information, and Cleo, you have all of your information back. Yes. Uh, you're with Amber and Frankie. What's your next stop? Where are you heading after you're running away from Veranda's headquarters? Back to Animeeks. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys can all run back to Animeeks, uh, Amber and Frankie included. I'm assuming Amber's going to pick up Frankie, so Frankie doesn't have to run, even though he can run now. It's not very fast. I hate that. <laughs> They're so cute. What are you talking about? I feel like this is the cutest sausage ever. You can make your way to Anamik's. Anamik's boutique is still exactly where it was. She's going to be on the porch waiting for you. And I think as you're approaching Anamik's boutique, that's where we're going to end the episode. Yes. Pretty productive episode this time. I you guys loved have gotten it. a lot of information and birds. I need to learn how to speak pigeon. And birds. <laughs> Oh, these pigeons are going to be great. We'll find you some pigeon stats, and we'll have those for next time, as well yes, as the magic stats. dagger stats. We'll just combine them into one giant dire pigeon. <laughs> it's Mighty Morphin time, and the pigeons combine. Oh, my God. Well, we'll uh, take a trip on Anamik's Magic Boutique next time on Roll Gay Roleplay. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on most social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade and on Twitter at Chris the DM. I'm Tisha. You can find our podcast at RollGayRoleplay.com. I'm Brandon. You can find me on TikTok at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay. Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm still taking an extended break from social media mm-hmm. for your mental health. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Marina Sands of the Diamonds, and I ain't no bubblegum bitch. Uh. And <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Eugene underscore J90, and you can find me on TikTok at uh, Groundbreaking33. Thanks for joining us again. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.